Hello and uh, welcome to the stream here today where um, I'm joined once again by Connor McKenna and today we're going to be um, continuing our, our GAA coverage and this week is the opening weekend of the um, football championships. So we're going to run through the, uh, the four provinces and uh, Connor's going to give us um, his insight, some uh, thoughts on what he thinks may happen um, in the matches this weekend. So I think Probably the best place to start in uh, this particular weekend, just looking at the fixtures, is Ulster. There's a couple of big, big games in Ulster this weekend, so I think it's probably um, the most interesting. So you should be able to see the fixtures there at the bottom. Um, we'll just go through them with Connor um, sort of as, uh, as they're scheduled. So the first game is actually the preliminary round game between Monaghan and Cavan. Um, which obviously is a bit of a derby game um, for, for that part of the world. So how do you see that one working out, uh, Connor? Yeah, Jerry, that'll be that'll be an interesting affair. I don't know, is there two teams in Ireland who don't like each other as much as Monaghan and Cavan? It's really, um, really a, a heated derby, to say the least. It's up there with, with Kerry and Cork maybe and Mayo Galway. But um, I don't know, I'd say Monaghan will be, will be happier. They've stayed up in Division 1 again. They were promoted in 2014 and they've been up there ever since. Cavan have had spells in Division 1. It hasn't really worked out for them at all. And now they're down in Division 3. So they're coming off a very, very disappointing league campaign, particularly the end of the campaign. They were going fairly okay pre-lockdown. They stopped there, but they had, the momentum kind of halted when Clare beat them in, the, in back in March. But then they played Kildare in um, a few weeks ago, lost that game, then lost for us Common, who were missing a lot of players at the weekend. So it's not maybe going very rosy from a cabin perspective. Monaghan then, on the other hand, they were going fairly well before the lockdown, and then they probably haven't had a great start either. They, they lost to Kerry, and in the scheme, they put up a good enough show two weeks ago, but then they played Mead last weekend. Didn't beat Mead, now they needed a draw to stay up. They got the point, they got the bare minimum. Now staying up was probably the target for Monaghan and, and Seamus McEnany it's his first spell back it's first first year back at the helm in, in the Farney County when Maliki O'Rourke did a very very good job when he was there for from 2014 or 2013 I think on, until until last year so Monaghan like they have serious serious theories within the ranks Conor McManus is a great footballer a great free taker Rory Began is, is likewise he's a great goalkeeper and a great free taker and like McEnany is a very is a good coach they have Connor Lavery's in with him from Cuckoo was very, very good. Peter Donnelly, I think, is that his name from Tyrone there, is training conditioning coach as well. So they're they're in a very, very good place, Armand, and this weekend they have a nearly I think they have a very I think Colin Walsh and I turns when he has them, but they have a full panel apart from that. And like from one to fifteen, there's not really a weak thing in the Monaghan team and they look to take full advantage again. Cavan, on the other hand, Cavan they're missing a few this year. They haven't really had a great start. Mickey Graham that is a very good coach, but he might have something up his sleeve. He seems to always have something up his sleeve for these big championship encounters. But I think Monaghan might just edge them this weekend. I think um, I think Monaghan's kind of one of them teams where they, where they always seem to make a good um, a good account of themselves in Ulster. And certainly, as you say, you know their Division One status has been secure for a few years now, and uh, looking good. Obviously, it's a pity for the two teams. You know that they they have to play on drum in the next round because obviously you know they'll be on the <laughs> on the hammer and the nothing there. You know, but. Um, but in all seriousness, I think um, just the, the sort of the draw. I think Monaghan's got a very good chance of being in an Ulster an Ulster final this year. Um, but uh, 
I think certainly they are the favourites to win this game. Um, moving on to the next one, and in my opinion, you know, this this game, like if, if circumstances were different, um, and this ended up being an All Ireland final, you know, uh, there are certainly two counties that are that are up there, um, Donegal and Tyrone. It's a pity, you know, that one team's going to be one and done after this one. Um, how do you see that one going? Yeah, that'll be probably, well, I think that'll be on paper the game of the weekend, probably in hurling or football, will be that Tyrone and Donegal game this weekend. But yeah, it's a pity that they've won, they've gone out in one sense, but also it leads to a great spectacle this weekend. Like, like realistically, while it is a pity that we won't have one of those teams left after this weekend, if this was a normal year at a backdoor, it would be a great game, but it wouldn't attract that do or die attention that this does. You know, not kind of way like, like this, if Donegal were to win this game, they haven't just won not Ireland quarter or an Ulster quarter final even, but they've they've knocked out Tyrone. And likewise, if Tyrone win this game, not only will they be in Ulster semi final, but they'll have knocked out the team who won the last two Ulster championships, like out of the championship completely. So I think that this weekend, that game is going to be an absolute thriller of a game this weekend. Um, if you look at Donegal, Paddy McBearty is a slight injury doubt, but the word coming is that he's going to be fit to play this weekend. And McBearty is just an absolutely super footballer. Like him and Michael Murphy are if you were going to put down the team with the best 15 players in Ireland, the two of those as of being, and to be honest with you, I'd say Owen Bong Gallagher in the defence would nearly probably be in that as well. So, so they got a three or four players who would, who were absolutely outstanding and they have a very, very good manager in Declan Bonner there. Like Bonner has been, has been there, done that, and, they, and he's really come back. He's kind of given them a real boost of positive energy, playing very, very vibrant, attacking football. They have really, really talent within the ranks and like Carl Lacey is in with him doing, he's a very, very shrewd defensive coach. Stephen Rochford is in with him he's a very, very shrewd attacking coach. So like, there's not a weak link in the Donegal setup or in, on the pitch or off the pitch. Like, So I think Donegal really are a team to watch this year. Tyrone, on the other hand, are, Tyrone or Tyrone, they'll always be very, very strong Tyrone, no matter what anyone says. They, Mickey Hart there, he's been there since 2003. He's been written off a lot, a lot of times and he always can deliver that one result out of the bag like in Castlebar last weekend. So look, for both these teams, securing Division 1 status was their first priority, but they also want championship to come with it. And like my namesake, Connor McKenna is back and he's in super football in Toronto at the moment. Like he's really got a huge, huge hype about him. Like there's, there's like, I, I'd say there hasn't been this much hype of there maybe since David Tipper came on the scene a few years ago. Like, and he's delivered in the first few appearances back. And if you look at the players who've gone to the AFL, he's made an awful, awful lot of appearances. And it's very, very few players have made as many appearances. Like an awful lot of lads go out to Australia, but very, very few really make many appearances in the AFL as opposed to the VFL and he's really made an awful lot of appearances in the AFL has, has Conor McKenna so the Tyrone team then like Morgan is a great goalkeeper as well and like they have like, they, ha- they haven't really got got a weakness in the side either like they might have said in other years they haven't got maybe the potence in the forward line but Darren McCurry up there with, with Conor McKenna in the forwards is, is is very strong Conor Myler is a good addition too but the very industrious up there is too like Matty Donnelly's coming, coming strong in, in the defence and like, I, I think Tyrone will be up against it. I think Donegal might just edge it, but whoever wins this game could go a very, very long way in the championship. What do you think? Um, obviously, Donegal got the better of Tyrone there, was it two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, do you think they'll have any burn, or do you think it's just a brand new game, championship, completely different? I think it might have a small bearing on the game this weekend. I think that, as opposed to the match itself, what's done is that will mean nothing at all but like like that game wasn't important because both sides probably had to win or else they were in serious relegation trouble now Tyrone 
bounced back well from that game and bet Mayo and so they'll have absolutely no scars from that game but Donegal were quite comfortable that game and like Paddy McBearty and Michal Langan come back are two serious players who weren't playing in that game I don't think so like McBearty definitely wasn't and like that, that, that that's not them um, like that's no real like that those lads coming back are going to be a big boost like Paddy McBearty could score five six points easily and Donegal have had Tyrone's number in the Ulster Championship last year they bet them fairly well um, as well like so I think that that's um, it's it's really I wouldn't say it has it has absolutely no relevance in the sense that there's a new game this game means nothing but Donegal were a good bit better that day and that'll certainly give them confidence now having said that Donegal you could argue Donegal went down to Kerry last weekend and got a bit of a beating and Tyrone went and had a great win up in Castle in Castlebar against Mayo so it's it's a tricky one to call but I think Donegal will will that game last week meant nothing to them they kind of left a lot of the keep there at home like so they were kind of okay, have one eye on Tyrone but I think Donegal in those championships since then. Um, since Boner and took over a few years ago, have been have been very very strong, and I think that they might just, I think they might just have enough for Tron, as I mentioned earlier. Okay, and the um, the last match um, up in Ulster this weekend there's another one I know that you you've um, you spoke about and declared a bit interesting is um, Derry and Armagh. So what do you think of that? It pro- probably seems like quite a quite a balanced match that. Yeah, I've actually been looking forward for this match now for a long, long time, even since the draw was made, like because this has the potential to be a brilliant game of football, like, and I just think that it'll be a real, probably a game of cat and mouse, like, because because Derry are coming in, like, in the league. Okay, the league probably didn't go great from Derry perspective, like, but the reality is, after the first two matches, promotion was basically probably not on the cards, and the other five games, they've won four, lost one, and the one they lost was down in Cork against a, good, a very good Cork team, and they gave a good account of themselves. So Derry have have built momentum. They kind of spoke about building momentum and they've used the last two weeks of the of the league when there was really nothing to play for in terms of promotion since they would have taken a mini miracle to see them go up. But they've used it to kind of... Well, the first game against Longford, they used it to build momentum and they won that game fairly easily. And they played off the last weekend and they won by two points, but they were well up at halftime. I think they were eight points up at halftime and evidently they kind of set up in a bit of a defensive enough manner. It was, it was a dress rehearsal for facing their mad this weekend. They used it purely as preparation for this game. Now, if you look at the Derry team, like they have a few real, real exceptional footballers. Like Shane McGuigan is one of the best footballers. I, I'd nearly say he's one of the best footballers in the country. Like he's shown it consistently for Slot Neal over the last few years, and he's starting to really show. He's been very, very good in the Sigerson Cup for St Mary's too, and he's, he's a really, really excellent footballer. Is McGuigan like he's he he gets on the ball, he'll score. Like there's no stopping him. And now this is where the game would be won and lost by Connor Glass's return. I'd say like Glass has. He's an absolutely massive hype anyway about him, similar to what Conor McKenna had coming from Tyrone. Now, Glass, Glass um, has played as many games, or mentioned playing games in the AFL. Glass has also been a mainstay in, in AFL first teams. Like, so Glass really has has an absolutely huge potential. He was an absolutely outstanding minor footballer. And I think he's back. He has to do a quarantine. I think that's why he couldn't play against Slot Neal in the Derry Club Football Championship. I was at that game, but... He's back, he'll be back for Glenn and they're boosted. Malik O'Rourke has taken the has taken the reins there, another brilliant manager. So Glenn, like if you're looking at it, you're probably getting one of the best players and best managers in Ireland coming into Glenn next year. And like that Slot Neal team, or not Slot Neal, that Derry team has the Slot Neal as a Chris McKagan, Brendan Rogers, like and like Derry football is is I'd say Derry football club wise is of a much better standard than Armagh club football. Yet Armagh have operated ahead of Derry last year. Now Armagh are a funny team, like they kind of they play brilliantly they control games but they're they're prone to self-implosion and to letting in a few goals and then suddenly 
they look like they're well, well in control and they're letting two or three goals in succession and the game is over, kind of. And I'm mad. They're prone to those kind of games. It happened to them. I saw them against Westmead back in, um, back in February there. And what happened, they were absolutely in huge control against Westmead at halftime. Then Westmead got three, two or three, two goals, I think it was, all of a sudden. And the game was nearly over from our perspective. Like they got a last-minute goal to get a draw. And then against um, against um, Roscommon in the first game back, there were five, six points clear. Roscommon came down, got a few goals, and Roscommon won the match by five or six points. And then against Clare last weekend, something similar happened. They were getting an awful beating against... They were, they were, they were giving Clare a bit of a trimming. And then suddenly, with Clare, a big high ball came in a goal. It was back to a point. Now, Armagh pushed on well to win. So they are getting a bit better at maybe responding to adversity and responding to those setbacks. But like Armagh have been at a, at a higher level than Derry the last few years. I think that nobody will dispute that. But like if you look at a pound for pound, there's absolutely nothing between the teams. And I think up in Celtic Park, it could be a shock to the I think Derry could, could shock Armagh. And like I think that Rory Gallagher was manager of Donegal and they bet Armagh in 2016. And he was manager for Manor when they bet Armagh in 2000. And eighteen, like so, so Gallagher has a good record against them, man. In 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 those championship football, and I think um, Derry could could be in for could could bring a surprise victory this this week. Okay, um, so that's the three in the Ulster Ulster Championship this weekend. So what we'll do is we'll move down um, to to your own um, Championship down in in Leinster. There, um, I know uh, Westmeath aren't playing this weekend, but there's still other three games. Um, this weekend to set up around the quarterfinals next week. So we'll start off there. Um, we'll start off with uh, Louth and Longford. What what yeah, do you make well, of that game? I always say the Leinster, the Leinster Championship is actually a very 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 good championship. If you took out Dublin, there's a little mini championship between all the other teams. It's actually been quite good, but Dublin have just been so so dominant that the once great Leinster Championship has just become not interesting, non-competitive, boring, and it's just it's just not it's not exciting. It, it's by far the least attractive out of the four provinces of, of for a championship, to be honest with you, uh, Jerry. But like Loud Longford this weekend, like it's gone to the stage where the league is the championship for a lot of Leinster teams because they want to get up to Division One and maybe try and play at a higher level of football, and then that'll help them close the gap with the top with Dublin maybe. But Loud Longford, like Longford. They were had a very were going very very well in the league before losing to Down in uh, in one of their games and that, and since then they've kind of struggled like they kind of like they've they played there coming back from the lockdown. Derry they went up to Celtic Park and Derry gave them a bit of a beating and then they went down to to um they were they didn't feel in the game against Cork they gave Cork a walkover now that could turn to backfire but Kilo were given the forty eight week suspension from all club activity and I just don't know has there been a fallout from that or whatever but. Like I just don't know where Longford are Longford going well at all. It's it, it's very hard to know. Park Davis and there's a very very good coach. Like and like it just it's so hard to know how to get on. But like Loud have Loud have had an absolutely atrocious league on the other hand. I think they lost all six games or they might have only got one point. But then they went and they beat down last weekend at home. And that result that could be a match that could nearly change the season for a team like Loud because they're after beating down in that match. I think Mickey Quinn is is absent for Longford this weekend. He's been there. Star man for a good few years, and I just think Loud might um Loud might cause a shock in that game. I think that the momentum from the down game might push them on. It's in Mullingar, a neutral venue just down the road from my house. But I, I think that um that I think Loud might be might might produce a bit of a shock there. Okay, and um another game then um, was the big sort of it was essentially a, a playoff last week um between Wexford and Wicklow. 
as to who would end up getting promoted out of Division 4. Wicklow ended up winning the game, but they're playing again this week now in the Championship. So how do you see that one? Yeah, it's funny, Jerry, because if you went over to America or to the UK and you asked anyone who knows about GA, they'd say the Championship is so much more important than the league. You know, like it's kind of a common thing. Like, but if you look at last weekend's game between Westford and Wicklow, that was so, so, so much more important than this week's game. Do you know, because this week's game, like, are any of those teams going to win the Leicester Championship realistically? They're not. Like, you know, like, but, like, to build to Division 3, like, they're, two of those counties are kind of half urban, like, and they'd be hoping to grow the population and maybe that will help boost underage clubs. And they could easily look at moving through the ranks and developing as counties, particularly Wicklow, for that matter. And Wicklow did that last weekend. They got the win against them, um, against um, Wexford that got them up to Division 3. And, and, like, that's a big, 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 big boost for Wicklow. Like there's there's they're a county with a lot of potential. I always say like that they have they have big towns, suburbs of Dublin, and those towns mightn't have absolutely massive GA tradition, but there are parts of Wicklow that have massive GA tradition. And and if you can combine those kind of if you can get all those people together, you could have the makings of a very very good team. And like Wicklow, when they had Mick O'Dwyer there, there was huge interest. So there is there's an appetite for football in the Garden County, and Wexford are the same. Like Wexford won four in a row Ireland between 1915 and 1918 and back when, when World War I was on. And, and like, they're, they're another proud county like, like Wexford are. And like in 2008, they're in the All-Ireland semi-final and, and they kind of just never really pushed on from that. But like the hurling is the game in Wexford. Like hurling is what attracts most of the public. But that doesn't mean it's not a dual county at all. And it, it is a dual county in Wexford. But I think Wicklow coming in off the last weekend, the win, I think that they'll probably take the positive momentum from that victory. And I think they might just do enough to win this weekend. Okay, and uh, just to round up the, the fixtures in Leinster then, um, Carlo take on Offaly. So how do you see that one going? Yeah, I'm probably looking forward to that game the most out of the three games, to be honest, uh, Jerry, I think that Offaly are a team that's coming. They're going places. I, I do like John Mohan as a coach. I think Mohan is a very, very good coach. He's done well with numerous counties now, including his own Mayo. He doesn't take much nonsense. He's very, very straight talker. Mohan is... He expects players to work hard and he sets teams up to have a go and to try and win the match, which a lot of coaches don't do. And it's been very, very successful for him. Now, Mohan is a type of coach where he loves a challenge. He loves having something to look forward to. And that's why he was he was speaking in favour of, of having a Tier 2 competition because he wanted maybe to have an incentive that players could go and win. Now, he'll want to win this match against Carlo and do as far well in the Leinster Championship as they can do from an Offaly perspective. Last year in the league they actually played quite well in the league but they still needed a one point win away at Sligo on the last day to stay up while they went into meet, playing Mead in the Leicester Championship and they very very nearly bet Mead and Navin which would have been a huge scalp because Mead ended up getting to the Super 8 they only lost by a point or two to the game they were winning the whole match and then they went and they bet London and bet Sligo in the qualifiers nothing maybe too substantial and they lost narrowly to Leach away in the third round but they certainly made a lot of progress this year awfully in the league did a lot better. They won a few more matches. The relegation was never really a question. Now, they ended up with five points, so they could have ended up being relegated if Rose maybe didn't go their way. But having said that, like the last two matches, they played Tipperary away and they played Derry at home. And they did lose both games, but they lost narrowly. So I think Offaly are certainly making progress, but um, it's hard to know what, what like how they're going to be. I think Carlo, on the other hand, Turlock O'Brien resigned um, in the summer. So he kind of left the post-season resignation. He left Niall Carew's taken over and Carew was with Water for Sligo did a good job. It's his third job. He was actually very, very close to getting the West League job in 2018. But, but um, 
I think Offaly might just be a small bit ahead of Carlo in development, and I think they might just edge that game this weekend and get and set themselves up for a meeting with Kildare in the Leicester quarter final. Okay, um, obviously, as you say, you know the um, the Leinster just it just does feel like it's obviously going to be Dublin. Um, do you think do you see any any challenge at all coming within Leinster? Or do you think the the Dubs are are a cert for the semi finals? I think Kildare and me will 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 give Dublin a game. I think that one of those teams might will if the two of those end up in the semi final. I think that the winner of that might give Dublin a half a game, but I think that's probably the most likely. But do I see Dublin being beaten? I don't do what I think Mead and Kildare, Kildare lost by 15 points Dublin last year. Mead lost by 16 points. If they could even have that deficit, it would be huge if they could get within 10. Kildare were close in 2017. Well, when I say close, they lost by nine points, which is a lot closer than the other team was to Dublin. But like Dublin's dominance in Leinster has been has been huge in recent years. So I think that that, that, that should stay this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll move, uh, we'll move down to Munster. Um, I know there's a game on Saturday evening, so we'll start there. Um, Waterford versus Limerick. How do you see that one playing out? Um, that will be a good game. Um, Waterford Limerick. It's probably, it's probably one of those games where it it's nearly like like it's it's the best chance either team have a win the match this year in the Munster first round. And like this year, Waterford and Limerick can realistically aspire to be in a Munster final, like because in other years you'd be on the same side of the draw as Cork and Kerry. And it would be very, very hard to see them getting to um getting to a Munster final. But this year, those teams like Clare, Tip, Limerick, and Waterford are on the one side. Now, Tipperary and Clare might be a small bit ahead of them, but like Limerick bet Tipperary last year in the Munster quarter final. Waterford very, very nearly bet Clare. So like this is the year where the teams, players from those counties can maybe look at themselves as having a chance of reaching a provincial decider. Like Waterford, Limerick. Look, both teams were in Division 4. Limerick won Division 4, so they'd be favourites to win that game. And they might just have enough to get over Waterford. Now, even with the win in Division 4, it would be a disaster for Limerick if they were to go out Munster at the first hurdle. Having like It would kind of undo an awful lot of progress that they got from winning the, winning the league. But I think that Limerick might just be enough, but they'll have to work hard for it. Like Waterford are... are well, they, they'll set up... Uh, they'll set up to be hard to beat. They'll be proud. They've always kind of done well. They... I don't. There's probably not another team in the county that loses as many matches by one point, or in, in the country even that loses as many matches by one point as Waterford. So they they give a good account of that, but I think Limerick might just have enough to get to a semi final. Okay, and um, the other the other semi final then is Tipperary, ver- Tipperary versus uh, Clare. So what what about that one? How do you see it? Yeah, that's the Munster quarter final as well. I, I'd say. Again, uh, Jerry, that's one of the games I'm actually looking forward to a lot this weekend. I think this this is a game where you have two counties but absolutely nothing between them. Now, if you look at Clare, they were promoted in 2016 from Division 3. And since then, they've been a mainstay in Division 2. They have Colin Collins as a manager, and Collins is a very, very, very good coach. Like he's he's done he's absolutely worked wonders with Clare football. Like he just got the most out of very, very limited. Well, I won't say for limited choices. That's not a fair statement, but he's got the most out of players who, were, who weren't achieving beforehand and he's really just taken them to new levels and he's the type of coach where if they're at a level, he wants to go to the next level and, and they kind of they, they do things in a very, very structured way Clear in every game is kind of taken on its own and they always kind of give themselves a chance then in a one-off game. Now, they're playing Tipperary at the weekend and Tipperary have nearly been the opposite in recent years where 
they've been the Tyler County. They won the league in 2017, Division 3. They've been in the Northern Ireland football semi final the year before. And the year before that, they've been in the All Ireland under 21 final. And they knocked out a Dublin team in All Ireland under 21 semi final, which ended up having an awful lads who were on the Dublin team that won five All Irelands in a row. So, like, Tipperary have had very, very, very good underage football teams. I think they won the All Ireland minor in 2011 in football. So, like, Tipperary, but then they're a type of county. They were promoted in 2017, stayed up in 2018, went down narrowly in 2019, clear bet them in a relegation. It wasn't officially relegation playoff, but it was a game where whoever lost was very likely to be relegated. So I think that Clare have been more consistent than Tip, although Tip are probably capable of producing, have maybe beaten a top team. They probably beat a top team maybe quicker than Clare would. So it's all very much up in the air. I think Michael Quinlivan is one of the best footballers in the country. He's back playing for Tip this weekend. Now Clare looks like to be without Gary Brennan for the year. Brennan didn't go. He, he, he was available to play Anyway, after the when the game was resumed and he wasn't available for the first quarter, they've stayed up in Division Two on on a head to head. They're going to be going into Tip with no fear whatsoever. Now Tip are actually slight favourites. I think this is the year for Clare where Collins, the one maybe I won't say criticism you can have, but the one thing that he hasn't done in his tenure is get to a Munster final yet, and he'd absolutely love like he's actually said that he'd love to win a Munster championship like then. And like he'd be saying that with an, a genuine incentive of actually going and winning it, you know that kind of way. Like, do we know he wouldn't be in tomorrow's victories or any of that? Like so, they're playing them. Um, they're playing this weekend. Like this is the year maybe for Clare. They have a great chance of getting to a Munster final now. Kerry have had their number in recent years, but they'll see if Cork can beat Kerry. They might have a chance of beating Cork in a final maybe. So I think Clare and Tip will really, really look forward to this game. Now this is only a Munster quarter final. The winner just has to play Waterford Limerick in the semi before playing Cork or Kerry in a final. So I think Clare might just do enough and I think Clare might edge tip this weekend but it'll be a classic Clare might just have a bit more experience and know how it gets this to get over the line Okay um, that wraps up Monster so um, the last one then is Connacht where Leitrim are taking on Mayo um, Mayo will obviously be big favourites for that one but um, what's your thoughts do you think Leitrim can, can spring a surprise or do you think it should be a comfortable enough one for Mayo I think it'll be a comfortable enough win for Mayo, to be honest with you, Jerry. Mayo, James Horan, in all his years in charity, I think the first year he was there, London very, very nearly bet them in Connacht in the first round. And since then, they've had absolutely, they, they got through London after extra time. And since then, they've had no real trouble against the smaller teams when Horan was there. So I think that, they, that he'll have including this weekend. And I think that they'll get over Leitrim. I think Mayo, while they'll definitely be taking things on a game-by-game basis, I think throughout the league, they were trying to blood players. They were using a tactical side. Everything was kind of set for the championship for this Mayo team. The championship is the be-all end-all. They got their league medal last year. They won the league. This is the championship. This is their year. Do you know, um, the league, they'd be very disappointed to get relegated, but I think they learned a lot from the league in Mayo on the other hand. So I think Leitrim, they went out. They did okay against Tip last again, but they still ultimately, they were promoted from Division 3 and then they got relegated to Division 4, like straight back down. So it's, they haven't achieved their main goal this year and like they're going to be probably not out this weekend and they'll be out, that'll be the year over. So I think Mayo, they would probably just do enough and I think they, they'll have their sights firmly set on, on bigger sights than, than, than this weekend. Um, yeah, I think the, the way the, the draw works out then, obviously if Mayo do do what we, we expect them to do, um, they've got Ross Common. Um, so you're probably looking like that. That could be a good game on paper. And uh, then 
you probably expect Galway to beat Sligo in the, the other semi-final. So it certainly looks like, although there's not obviously many teams in the Connacht Championship, but it certainly looks like there's there's at least three teams that probably you wouldn't be massively surprised if they won it. Um, who, who would you maybe tip to come out of those three? Who would you who would you say um, has got the best chance of winning? Yeah, well, that's, that, that's actually probably an understatement that you wouldn't, any of those three could win it because Mayo haven't won a Connacht title in, in five years and they, they dominated Connacht beforehand but they haven't won it since 2015 and Galway have won two and Roscommon have won two in the meantime and there's been I don't think there's been any other province where there's been there's been three winners in the last five years I think Monaghan in 2015 they won it but the, the Donegal and Toronto dominated since that like and, and Munster and Kerry have won every title for the last seven or eight years so like I think that um, I think this is going to be Mayo's year though I think the straight knockout element will suit Mayo because like while they haven't done well in Connacht in recent years. They've beaten Roscommon in a knockout game and they've beaten Galway in a knockout game. So record in knockout football has been very, very good. Well, that's why I think this is really knockout. So there's no messing about. Now, I think Roscommon are actually a very, very underrated team. Like every year, they consistently kind of perform. Like, and there's no reason to doubt, I think this year is going to be any different. So I think Roscommon will really make Mayo work for a victory in the semi-final if they do get over Leitrim. And I think that Galway will really make them work for a victory in the final. But I think this could be Mayo's year in Connacht. I think that the James Horney probably would have prided himself on his record in Connacht when in his first tenure. While they couldn't get over the line in in the All Ireland, they always got over the line in the province. So I think that Mayo might just have enough for Connacht this year. Okay. Um, well, that's all the um, all the football um, games. There's, there's plenty of action certainly taking place over Saturday and Sunday. Um, and you know we used throw on top the the hurling on top of that as well. So it certainly looks like it's going to be a good weekend. Um my thanks to Connor for, for joining me for the for to discuss the football championship. Um hopefully within sort of a couple of minutes here we'll be we'll be back again and uh discussing the hurling championship and uh hopefully you can join us then. Um if if um obviously there would be the people there are just a few people checking in and out and stuff watching it live and it stays on um the Facebook um, Twitter and YouTube channels so um, whatever one you're watching on um, be sure to, to like subscribe or follow um, for, for the rest of the videos and as I say you know if you're not watching it live um, you know our, our thanks for, for joining us at a later time um, that's all for football for now and uh, hopefully you'll join us then in a few minutes for the for the hurling um, which will pop up on your on your feed uh, thanks for thank you